Well, good morning and welcome to another reading of the Bible. We are in Acts chapter 7 verse 23 and Stephen's giving his defense and he talks about Abraham, Joseph, and now he's sharing the story of Moses. And remember yesterday, Moses, this baby, was left for dead and yet miraculously God provided and raised him to be a prince in Egypt through the Pharaoh's daughter. And so he is an Egyptian prince. And I I picture him wandering around the palace, you know, looking like a hieroglyph. Uh, He's got, you know, the gold on and he's uh, wearing the Egyptian robes. And the Hebrews, the Jews, the Israelites, they are off by themselves. They're in slave camps and they're wearing like torn up tattered clothes and they're making bricks all day. And they're walking around beaten and broken and they're oppressed and they have no more hope. They are hopeless, and yet Moses has everything. And I also, you know, I don't know if this is true. I picture he knows that the Hebrews are there and that they're being treated in slave camps, but I don't know that he's ever seen it. And in verse 23, we read sort of this moment that would be like, oh man, Moses actually goes and visits the place. Verse 23, one day when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. He saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite. Okay, now I don't know what that Egyptian was doing. Uh, I'm picturing in my head really, really bad stuff, but this is a slave owner, how they're treating a slave, essentially. And as the Egyptian prince, as Uh, Moses is the adopted Egyptian prince. He should support the Egyptian, but he sees the Egyptian mistreating the Hebrew and his heart is moved. And for that, I have to give him credit because our hearts should be moved by the things that upset God, you know, injustice and oppression, true oppression, true injustice, not just, I, I feel bad and I don't like the way this feels. That's not oppression true oppression, true mistreatment. I mean, this is actual, um, this is actually slave driving, uh, a slave driver driving a slave. And so Moses came, comes to the man's defense. Here's where it goes wrong. And avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Now in the Bible, we know it says that you should not murder. We know that we are not to take another person's life. This Egyptian, however wrong he was, was made in the image of God. And we are not to snuff out the image bearer, the, the human who is bearing the image of God. So Moses came to the man's defense, killing uh, the Egyptian. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. So Moses knew God's plan, and yet he didn't follow God's plan. He thought, oh, I'm, God has revealed to me that I'm going to rescue people. He's already laid it on my heart that I'm going to be the rescuer of the Hebrews, that I'm the one who's the bridging the gap between the Egyptians and the Hebrews. I'm the one. And so I'm going to help rescue them. But he doesn't follow God's ways because this God doesn't say, go kill the Egyptian. He just wanders down there and he sees him and kills him. Okay. Verse 26. Well, and I have to add, I envision, I envision Moses dragging this Egyptian out into the desert and burying him so no one will ever see it. Okay, I envision him hiding it. So think about your sin as Moses' sin. You think your sin's bad, he murdered somebody and buried him in the desert. Verse 26, the next day he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, you are brothers. Why are you fighting each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside. Who made you ruler and judge over us, he asked. Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? And suddenly Moses' sin is revealed. Moses thought he hid it in the desert. And think about it. If an Egyptian slave driver is killed, who do you think suffers? It's the slaves, right? I mean, if one of the Egyptian slave drivers is killed and hidden in the desert, 
all the slaves are probably punished. Moses felt no effects of his sin. He went back to the palace and probably had a great dinner while all the slaves got beaten. So he comes out here and he thinks, man, I got this all taken care of. These people are not excited about the fact that he got them into more trouble. And he heard his sin revealed to him. And rather than deal with it, verse 29 happens. When Moses heard that, he fled the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. There his two sons were born. Now, God did a great thing through it. God gave him a family. God raised him up. God helped give him a wife and, a, and an extended family that we'll meet later in the story. But I have to believe this wasn't God's plan to kill the Egyptian. And in fact, this is what we're supposed to do when we sin. We're not supposed to bury it. First um, John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He, that being God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess to God, we'll be purified. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So whatever's on your heart today, when we talked about living in two worlds yesterday, maybe there's something in there that you need to confess. Confess it to God. He can heal you spiritually. He will redeem you spiritually. He can cleanse you spiritually. And confess it to someone else so they can help you walk through it so that you can find healing from it and not be have it lorded over you as Moses did. God, we thank you so much for the fact that you are a patient and loving God. We thank you that you've given us a moral direction and a moral compass that you've created us each in your image so that we know right from wrong. And God, when we do wrong, when we do evil in your eyes, I pray that we would have the courage to confess it first to you and then to each other. God, and I pray that you would continue, as your word says, to heal us and refine us and purify us. And we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.